You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. I'm Mike Mercadal. With me is... Will Watkins. <laughs> Did you forget? Uh, as, uh, it's been a long day, bro. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's been raining in New York City and Will walks dogs. Yeah! In the out of doors. And uh, so if he is extra angry today, that's yeah. probably why. It was literally like around like uh, after like six hours of like walking dogs and the like the freezing rain. I was literally like Lieutenant Dan, like, <laughs> just you and me. Yeah. I went through two umbrellas today. Isn't that fucking bizarre? You you measured your day in umbrellas? Yeah, because, like, my well, first umbrella snapped in half because of the wind. Like, the actual, like, rod snapped. And so I had to not, get, like, okay. a $5 cheap umbrella. Ugh. This and then that of, one's ripping in half. That's like Ugh. a Mr. Bean sketch. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special <laughs> guest with us today. Uh, our our uh, guest zero for this episode, a comedian here in New York City. Uh, New York City? New York City, and is uh, originally also from Florida. And we're just going to run through every Florida person eventually. Yeah, and we didn't even, we, we we didn't didn't even, even know him in Florida. Yeah, we didn't even... Uh, we just gravitated towards Mike Gill so he can join in the conversation. Mike Gill, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Whole, thank you very much. It's going to be weird when you guys do this show in like two months, and then someone chooses me as their hero. That's going to be... Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just going to blow up any minute now. And, and, and you're going to be heroic. Yeah. But not for comedy. You'll, you will have like saved... Uh, uh, one of the Obama girls from some sort of tragedy. <laughs> I got good hands. Like Malia was like, uh, had too much alcohol from, uh, playing beer pong or whatever. She's like nine. <laughs> no, she's, no, no, wait, she's the one. What's the one I went to college? Is that or Malia? College, yeah. I don't know. Which one was Sasha? Sasha? Malia? Sasha? They grow know. up so fast. They grow up so fast. <laughs> it's been eight years since they've been, uh, since we first saw them. Is uh, young, young girls and now they are, blo- this is creepy. The, uh, <laughs> But thank you so much, Mike, for uh, uh, joining us. And you you have your own show here in New York, uh, Mike's Movie Night, that I have been on and will will be on uh, soon. And that's a podcast, too? Uh, it's called Movie Night with I'm Mike. I'm sorry, Movie Night with Mike. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the dyslexic out there. Uh, and, yeah, it's a monthly show at live at Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. And uh, I've, I've just been amassing a lot of audio recordings of the show. And I'm gonna wait until I have a good amount of them saved up to uh, just kind of release them, like you know, once a week. It's a monthly show, so I didn't want putting out a podcast once a month is like, how the fuck uh, are you ever gonna get traction doing that? Yeah, so I figure if I have like a good, you know, and they're never really time sensitive. Like most of the stuff you do is like yeah, we're making years old fun movies. of movies, and that's the thing is I say every movie's bad, and movie yeah, really plus have... time is it's bad yeah, like yeah, yeah. you take any good movie and the longer it goes from the time it was made the worse it is uh, do you remember when independence day had great graphics oh yeah like special effects <laughs> you watch it now you're like jesus i well, can make this on my mac well that's the thing uh mike uh guild uh has is very is an angry movie watcher he's <laughs> he's an angry movie watcher where he's like, fuck this movie. I love it. You know, like, yeah. I love this movie. It's a piece of shit. Or even if I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then one of them will be like, that one's okay. I, I watch so many movies. Like it's, it's, and here's the thing. Here's, I think this is where it all stems from. I can pinpoint the time where I flipped from like loving everything right. to being like, you know what? These motherfuckers are robbing me blind. Yeah. They're feeding me horse shit over and over again. And I don't realize it because I'm excited and hopped up on sugar. And yeah. uh, I think it was uh, Spider-Man 3. 
Oh, that was the definitive that's a, that's turning a point one for some people. That is a, uh, that's you're a, a nerd good too. one. You're into like the nerdity also. You're but the, you're a movie nerd. Like, well, I was. I mean, I was a big comic book nerd yeah. and stuff growing up too. Like, but I, that it, was like a big fuck you to both camps. Yeah. Oh, it was a fuck you to the entire to the free world. world. Yeah. Uh, I actually, there's a story I tell on stage about the time I went and saw Spider-Man three in theaters, and uh, basically, like to sum it up uh, shortly. A bunch of guys were talking in front of us during the whole movie, and in my brain, I was like, "It's their fault. This movie was terrible. <laughs> it's not. It's not the writing or the acting That's or funny. any of that. It's I didn't enjoy this because these guys ruined it for me. And so I kept making snide comments to them the whole way out to the parking lot. And then as I was getting, and I'm with a buddy, and as I'm getting into my car. Uh, I think I hear one of them yell something at me. So I took out a big knife and I oh just like ran up to this big group of guys and grabbed the biggest one and held a knife to his throat. and was just like, you think this is a fucking joke? You think this is fucking, you can't talk in movie theaters. <laughs> like just, I was just like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to jail for all of you. For, <laughs> like, for movie theaters, for movie theater talking. I just, just in general, I was like, you don't know how long I've been waiting for a fucking venom in a movie. Like, how dare you, sir? And, Eventually, my friend was just like, hey, buddy, we got to go. Like, someone's calling the cops by now. I guarantee none of those dudes will ever talk during a movie again. Oh, no. I I don't think any of them knew I existed until I ran up to them with a knife. <laughs> because I wasn't sure they heard me, like, saying, like, little things to myself, like, with an earshot of them. Like, I once didn't again, know. Once again, I'd like to remind everyone that you're from Florida. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And this is... Happens. This is normal. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it just happens. Like, he was like, yeah, I ran up to a dude and put a knife to his throat. And I was like, and where's the story? What's, yeah. like, where's <laughs> the exciting I to, part? I, I bumped up, in, you know, against another guy who had another dude with a knife up against his throat. And I was like, oh, pardon, pardon me. I'm sorry. Like, I got, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. I see you're busy. Here. I said, oh, did I nick you? No. Oh. All right. I didn't mean it. No, I, I, I got my guy. You get your guy. <laughs> I love your K bar knife. It's yeah, very nice. It's I, love very, it. yeah. I have a Gerber myself. Jesus Christ. That's very <laughs> specific. And I'm frightened to be in this room. <laughs> Right <laughs> but I like I had you know told them like you you ruined my movie and they're like we didn't even know you were in that movie man like who the fuck are you yeah. what is happening right now we didn't know you're in that movie <laughs> I love the idea of being someone being so upset at someone who has no idea that you're upset at them yeah you ever had that where like you're like a friend is, or out of nowhere someone will be pissed off and you're like oh sh I'm sorry I had no like but they've been ruminating over that for yeah, years. Yeah. Where you get finally someone like a high school confession from someone, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, you did not cross my mind once in 20 years." <laughs> like I'm so sorry that 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 you've been like building up on this stuff. But actually, it's more like the other way around, where I'm like mad at work, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, no, you're wrong. You uh, you're wrong about that." And you're like, "Oh oh shit, I've been <laughs> pissed about that for weeks." That that happened to me with uh, my first uh, Mindy Tucker photo shoot. Right. Like the first high resolution picture of me on the internet and I put it as my Facebook profile. Like all of a sudden I started getting all these friend requests from people back home that were like, they now, like now they think I'm doing well. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, Oh, look Amazing how, what a good picture. Look how you. high definition this picture is. Yeah. He must have paid money to have, and if you could pay money to have your picture taken, you must be doing great. And they know, they all know I'm doing comedy down there. So I'm sure they're like, Oh, he's, he's now he's going to make it and I should be friends with him because I can get free shit right <laughs> that's what happens yeah right uh, well that's that's that, that's the question you and nfl players same story yeah same yeah. story yeah there's a bunch of people with a handout that was like when i was uh when i was down in south florida doing comedy it was like when i was like starting out doing open mics i need bringers and stuff like that and like 
people wouldn't come to some no, TV nobody gave shows. a fuck. And then like once I started hosting for like headliners on the weekend, it was the Wayne's Brothers or David Spade or whoever it was. They were like, "Hey, can you get us free tickets? We want to come see you." No, oh, you, you want to see me? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see me? I want to see you open for someone I want to see. You didn't see me for four years of high school, bro. Yeah. <laughs> now you want to see me? If you want to see me, here's the link to, to tickets. Yeah. You can't see me. I'm too fucking bright. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm John Cena. Um, so, uh, speaking of, uh, no, there's no segue there. Yeah, Wait, let's no. just jump into hero news. Hero news. Um, I, I got a couple that I would like to do oh. that are actual news heroes of the day. Real people cool. who are heroes. One of them, this was a, a couple weeks ago, that an Illinois Army vet, 75 years old, he saved uh, 16 kids from some guy that jumped into like this library and was going to, like, with a knife. Oh, shit. I was going to say and he's 75 years old, and he's was it like, a K bar or a Gerber? I'm not sure the brand of knife. Gerber is really good. Hunter's too. Choice. Yeah. Hunter's. <laughs> was it a batleth? A Klingon batleth? <laughs> he cut the guy comes in with uh, uh, I can't think of a good knife. He came, you know, the sword from Blade, that thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this guy. He goes in, so the, this bunch of, bunch of kids are there studying and he's in, he's in the light, or the bunch of people are in the library. He's in the library and, uh, some guy, uh, jumps in and st- he's like, I want to kill people. And, uh, and then the, they all kind of ran. And then this dude just ran right at him and fucking took him out. Like with his, like punched him or what did he do? Uh, Vernon, he's a, he inched closer to Brown. He backed away when I got closer with a, with a few steps. Vernon put himself between Brown. And the conference room door where all the kids were. And uh, I gave him the cue to back out. All the kids left. And then, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, f- uh, five decades ago, or uh, his army training from five decades ago kicked in. Brown slashed towards his left hand. And he's like, I should have hit him in the wrist. That's how you're trained. But it's been a half century. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? Can, can you imagine this guy was like, I, I fought in Korea and all this stuff. And he's like, ah. Like, that's the one thing I'm mad about. I, sh- I should have hit him in the wrist. You know? Like, <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he's like, yeah, and then my army training kicked in and I started cleaning my boots. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I started looking for a cot to make. Yeah. <laughs> like, those hospital corners. <laughs> yeah. I started sweeping all over yeah. the place. I got out my toothbrush and I was, I was cleaning <laughs> yes. the floor. Swam in the deck. And I bounced a quarter off him. You know? <laughs> what, uh, does it say what? How old these kids were? Were they elementary age? They uh, were, middle school, high uh, school, little kids, uh, midgets. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were uh, <laughs> dwarf <freaks>. children. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they were little. They were like uh, elementary school age, right? Oh, yeah. nice. Well, good for. Good but this for that, guy, dude. yeah, man. Can you imagine like someone charges into a, a, and you're like a, a room full like with a knife, right? At least it's not, it's not a gun, so people are still alive to tell this story to be a hero, and uh, it comes in with a knife. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm 70, you're 75 years old, dude. I got to be honest with you, man. You made that story more boring than it should have been. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I, like, I'm if you have to go, I'm trying to find the, 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 the thing. I got to be honest. I don't like this guy. Yeah. I you think like I, 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 making me hate this I'm hero. Reading, I'm reading between the lines here, and I think I figured out what really is going on. I think that uh, this man, this army, this 75-year-old man, I think he paid this guy to come in oh. and pretend to attack oh. this conspiracy because he wants to fuck these kids. Oh, Jesus. I think Why he's a pedophile. 
Well, and I think because yeah. now the parents are going to come over. They're going to go, oh, my God, thank you so much for saving Billy. Would you like to spend a couple minutes alone with him? And Look, he's like, thing. of course. Well, of course I'd love to spend some alone time with your child. <laughs> to lean towards your, your idea, Vernon recalled the first rule of combat, be fast and vigorous. Wow. The same way. Also molesting. Yeah, that's how also I feel child molesting. Be fast, fast and vigorous. vigorous. No, he's, like a... he's a hero. Stop sullying this poor man's name because I told a shitty story. <laughs> you can't. You can't <laughs> when when child molesting, you cannot take the scenic route. And, that is. Yeah, that you gotta is be fast. fast. You gotta be vigorous. You gotta be in and out. In and out. Oh man, I think I want to make one of those like uh, Reddit quote things with it, like Mike's picture on it, where it's yeah. like my first stand-up shot. <laughs> yeah, right. How you can't take the scenic those, route, do, man. Do those strike you as super fucking pretentious? Oh my yeah, god, yes. Every, everything's fucking <clears throat> That's half of everybody in our, like, yeah. in our circle, our social circle of comedians, like. <laughs> trying to be, well, trying to get your name out there without looking pretend, without looking Well, like no, it's her. the only way to get your name out. Yeah. Like, you can basically look like a shithead to all your peers, but have a better shot at becoming successful. Yeah. Or you can just fucking slum it with the rest of us until, <laughs> until, uh, see, I'm waiting for one of us to get like popular and famous and then just bring us all along yeah, yeah. Right? and then we'll all make our own careers after I'm, that but I'm, I'm looking for some coattails that, that's why I like uh like mike lawrence like uh he was buddies with a lot of people and like now that he's famous he's like you know trying to bring people up with him which is i think is very nice admirable of him he was like one of the only people who actually like when i moved to new york he was one of the only people who was like yeah man we'll hang out i'll, I'll take you around we'll go to some shows and stuff and i was like you're the only one and he actually well, could, followed through yeah he followed through with it yeah. i didn't have anything to offer when you moved up here i was like uh i can go to your the mics with you <laughs> and that's about it i can ask where the bathroom is at the mics they, they <laughs> might tell me produce a podcast for us <laughs> but yeah that's uh, that's it the only <laughs> other story i had is uh they did a, a story about the rats that helped find landmines in africa oh nice and there's like dudes that they're they like help trained. or they're, they're forced trained. to yeah. like they're rewarded it's like toy you know like they're like, rewarded with uh, with with uh, with 75 virgins and a mouse heaven what are yeah. you talking about that you see that's the trick they're too light they don't set off the landmines oh. so they're like what animal is heavy is is light enough to not set them off but heavy enough so we you know like, like marmoset yeah, like well, marmoset. <laughs> and the rats—they train like the rat. Because have you ever known anybody with a pet rat or anything like that? Yeah, fucking weird people, shit. man. They're weird. I'm from Florida, of course, the I know people, people with pet rats. I would challenge the people who have the pet rat are dumber than the rat because the rats are fucking super smart. It's an interesting theory, <laughs> and I really like that. The yeah. People, have people, people with pet rats are, are not as smart as the rat, but if one, if the animal or the human has a rat tail. Oh. Haircut, then all bets are off. Yeah, all bets oh, are off. Yeah. You never really know. <laughs> but I just like the idea that that you're, you know, I, I, rats in New York get such a bad bad rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, look, rats are rats are people too. Yeah, fuck rats. <laughs> all right, I got, I got one for saving a... children from landmines. Yeah, it's heroic. Saving kids from knife people and fucking. What city or what, where was this at? It was. It's in like the Sudan. Oh, that's not oh. America. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that. care. You don't care about Jesus. I only care, I care about landmines in West Virginia. I don't care about landmines in West Sudan. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> I really kind of don't care about West Virginia. Yeah. Though, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to be nice here. Just uh, ignite a whole coal mine that's been like, you know, just all of a sudden there's like a coal, a run on coal for some reason. I, I technically Virginia. have family in West Virginia that I've never met. So oh, cool. yeah, that's on my wife's side. So that's, I'm sure it's lovely country. <laughs> they got bri- they got bridges. The bridges. Lots of bridges. In West Virginia. Is that Madison County? Madison County. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Well, 
All right, so go. Apparently, my, uh, my edition of the actual hero. Real, get, my real first heroes. story is about a real dude, and I bet it trumps your fucking boring ass stories. A dude I told it wrong. in uh, over in like a uh, former Soviet Union, one of the fucked up countries. He uh, he's been taking all the statues of Lenin and turning them into statues of Darth Vader. And not only that, he's putting a free Wi-Fi hub in the helmet. So now if you go to the statue, free Wi-Fi. For, are you serious? Yeah. That's fucking dope. That's pretty. And the statues I like look the phenomenal. Wi-Fi. The statue, I, I saw that. I didn't know there was Wi-Fi. Yeah. In put the Wi-Fi helmets. right in the helmet. For free. Fucking awesome. That's dope. So there's that. I uh, mean, but is, so is Vader like a hero to some people though? I mean, better than Lennon. <laughs> like I, I, I understand the story. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, imagine, the imagine yeah, all yeah, the people. I think man. it's a story of redemption that you can be evil but still go back to the light. He's, but he, he has, you can go him, back. Okay, so I you can, can be a fucking asshole. You can bed. you can murder your wife and try to murder your children. But if right before your son kills you, you're like, oops, then all is forgiven. I I don't I don't you follow to, that. If you kill if if you kill a couple good people and then like a lot of mediocre people. And then you kill like one really bad person, like it outbalances out. It also, you guys are bigger Star Wars guys. The stormtroopers—they're clones, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, at the beginning, in the beginning, they're clones, yeah. and then slowly but surely, they start getting uh, replaced by actual Re- people. actual recruits. People and join up, so like, they get army. like. Okay, what I want to know: How do you get a black stormtrooper? Yeah, how do how do you? No, I'm sure you, PR isn't that bad <laughs> at the Empire. Uh, are the, are the stormtroopers paid, or yeah. are they slaves? They're paid. They like are. The, paid. They're like a military. They're army. Yeah, they're like the okay. army. They get just kind of goes into stipends. an account and like okay, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Han Solo was actually going to become a an imperial fighter uh, pilot, but then uh, he saved Chewbacca from the, then he freed the Wookies, and that's then he was like, oh, fuck the Empire, I'm going to go be a smuggler. <laughs> like that's yeah. his backstory. His backstory is that he was he's a he's a soldier of fortune. He's an ex-military. He has military training, right? He's yeah, he was a, is from the Empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he's uh, and then he goes off and does his own thing. <laughs> Why? It's, not, it's, what? Too, it's too bad Harrison Ford's not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's uh, like, as soon as he pierced his ear for, for fucking Ally McBeal, yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> Jesus! When he came out with that movie with Josh Hartnett. Oh, Hollywood Homicide. That's it. That I was, almost uh, bought that DVD the other day. What a piece of shit movie! I actually watched yeah, that because I that love that Harrison on, Ford. Uh, Mike's night movie thing. Or whatever. Uh, Harrison, what is wrong with movie, you? Movie hey, it's Harrison, a, Harrison Ford. You guys like, a, like it? It's movies. <laughs> and here's Mike. Hey, Mike with his <laughs> movies at night. Uh, do you get movies with a mic? Movie mics. Uh, a couple. Of, we'll go real quick through the rest of them. Uh, they released a couple of new uh, Empire magazine. Released a couple of new covers with the Suicide Squad members on it. Yes. Uh, I got the Joker. He's did, got, you, did you like it? Uh, it's all right. It's fine. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a a picture. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it shows that he's got he's wearing sweatpants with like a purple leather jacket and a cane. So it's showing he's like a crazy person. Is what I guess what they're really. That's trying to what say. that means. Get out, really? Yeah. No, yeah. Either that, or they're like, uh, they're like, hey, girls like Jared Leto and they like sweatpants. Let's put them together. But no, I I like I really like the Enchantress or what is that the Enchantress uh, Enchantress yeah. picture. It's that to- one was really. It's cool. totally different from the comic books. In the comic books, it's like bright green and shit. But sure. this one, I get what they, they want to be. They're trying to 
pretend like they're Christopher Nolan, so they're trying to make everything dark and yeah. gritty, I which I get. I can't wait to hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to be so disappointed by Suicide Squad. Because, okay, we all know he's Jason Todd. We get it. There's going to be a tie-in with Batman and Superman where he's Jason Todd and you know, he's the new so Joker. You're, you're into that, it's that the theory. only way they could get away with doing another Joker this close to the whole Heath Ledger thing. because, And, and, and there's just a bunch you of other signs that point that to that. Timeline? No, I mean, not necessarily, but, like, the they, like, uh, I did this thing at Comic-Con this year where I just walked around and had, like, a cardboard cutout. I have to give props to my friend down in Florida who's not you a comedian, but he gave me... You went to Comic-Con this year? A friend of mine was is an artist, and he was like, oh, I hate dude. Comic-Con. I'm only going to go for the time I have to be there, so... Right, Do you right, want right. to go my other like the other three days? And I was like, yeah, whatever. I got nothing else Fuck to do. Fuck yes, that's awesome. So I walked around this cardboard cutout that says... Uh, I too am Jason Todd because apparently <laughs> that's the new Batman thing is just everybody's yeah, Jason Todd yeah. now. He played the new Batman video game. It's Jason Todd. You see the new Batman movie. It's Jason Todd. That's like the one great, like in the past, like what, 15 years, great Batman storyline was the return of Jason Todd as, as a uh, uh, Red Hood. And it's like, and now they're just that, beating that the fuck out of that horse. It's like, well, yeah, no, they're, heard, that's, they're tying that in because in the comics, the Red Hood the Joker was the Red Hood for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, they're kind of calling back to the original story. Like, cause that was the big thing. Like there's been all this back and forth between comic book movies and actual comic book stories where the fans are going, no, do it more like they do it exactly in the book. Yeah. yeah. And the story in the movies, people are like, you can't do it exactly yeah. as in the book. It doesn't tr- fucking translate that way. It doesn't yeah. happen that way. We don't Perfect have example is Watchmen. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good movie, but it's not winning awards. Be- like, the book is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But when you literally take everything and transfer it directly into a movie, it just doesn't feel right. Like, yeah, there's just like something the giant off. squid at the end is like. Hey. Well, the dialogue, too. Like, you yeah. can go back and read Watchmen today, and even the campier lines, like, you let it go more. Yeah, because it's a comic book. Yeah. It's, it's written, it's like that format. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine because they got to get a couple words out in that bubble. But when there's this much CGI in your fucking face and it's reminding you over and over again, like 2012, whenever it came out, like this, it's this year, it's, it's new. And this then was it, gonna be modern for a year, and then it's gonna look awful. You know, like that's, that's every movie that, that that the special effects come out that that are very special effects heavy movies. Very few of them hold up where you're like, oh, you're you're just kind of disappointed. You're you watch it again and you're like, I remember this looking better. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, the only one that the only the only movie that took from day one to now that is held up is for me Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That one from from day one, I've always been. That like, and Clash of the Titans, man, that's that stop first, motion, that, hair, <laughs> oh, that claymation. So, what was the? So what was the? Oh, so the they also have. Uh, they also did a uh, Harley Quinn has her own Empire cover. They also have uh, Deadshot, Will Smith. Yeah, it's weird to me they're not playing Will Smith up as much. They're playing up Jared Leto as the Joker because and Jared Leto as the Joker is going to have very small role in Suicide Squad. Yeah, people are going to be disappointed that Joker's not the star of Suicide. Oh, Squad. Oh, he's not going to show up till probably like yeah, three least, fourths yeah. of the way through the movie. I actually think he's going to be in the beginning when they like introduce who Harley Quinn is. Oh, uh, like when they all get captured or whatever. Like, yeah, because like they do. They have shown the uh, like a shot of like her as. The original, you know, where she's like a psychiatrist interviewing the they Joker. Showed that? Yeah, there's a, like that. a like a picture of it online, 
And uh, so I'm like, and there's the thing where the Batman is like fighting them and, you know, on top of the car. You seen that right, one? Right, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's like, here's who Harley Quinn is. Here's how she got fucked up by the Joker. And that's the th- part where he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to make you hurt real bad. And then there's that. And then the you think he's her. talking to Harley Quinn? Yeah, I think he tortures her so much that she turns into Harley Quinn. Or injects her with some sort of uh, goofy juice. Like. Sound like that, yeah. <laughs> in the comic books, it was like he was so manipulative that he manipulated her into loving him. Yeah. And that's how he was able to escape that time. And he, she became like devoted to him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on board with finding out because either way, like, I don't think it's going to be the best movie, but it's going to be like every other movie that I've seen that it's like, oh, that, that was fine. That was good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'll like, be, I, I, be fine. There's, there's, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I've, I tried to turn over that whole new leaf of not calling things good or bad about whether I enjoyed it or not. So I'm gonna, I, right now, I'm looking forward to, I'm probably gonna enjoy it. Have you seen the ridiculous six trailer? Oh my god. No, that's the. <laughs> you will change your mind about that attitude, <laughs> yeah. my friend. You'll, <laughs> you'll immediately bad, know, uh, what a good like, and bad uh, movie look like. Is it really that, uh, that bad? Oh, uh, like, it's pretty bad. More? It's pretty bad. I mean, do you still get excited for Adam Sandler movies? Like, no, no, not really. Does the possibility of it even being good cross your mind anymore? Just go watch Billy Madison again, or or watch, you know, Happy Gilmore. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love, not a bad movie. Not an Adam Sandler movie. You know, I I think it's his funniest role. (laughs) (laughs) I think he nails it every single scene. Go watch Spanglish or whatever. Uh, Another thing, J.J. Abrams confirms that there are going to be no more Star Wars trailers. That's it. That's it. All you get, which is good. They yeah, I'm so good. happy about. We're that. only it's two months away. Really, yeah. what more do you need to know? Because lately gen- it's been like teaser trailer for the teaser trailer for the trailer, and then there's the second and third trailer, and the red band and the green. And I was like, oh, just fucking give me one trailer, man. I think all of that stuff's bullshit. You know, like I, I think I, we've said I said it on this podcast a bunch of times where it's I'm I don't want more information. I don't care. I'm in. I'm sold. Fuck, yeah. you got me already. You know. Air that same shit. Get it, you know. Give me an interview with somebody, you know. But don't show more of the movie out of order and without context. It gives away a whole bunch of shit, you know. Like, don't give me that. Give me, give me people talking about it. Give me an interview. Give me the act. Give me the actors doing, you know, fucking late night TV. Give me that. That's fine. I'm totally on board with that because I'm sold. And you'll still get people who are not sold be like, oh, you know what? I, now that I'm more aware of it, yeah. Like, who's not aware of it? I, I bought. We bought our tickets already. So. Yeah. Going the Saturday morning, the the, the opening weekend. That'd be good. And the Wh- fin- whoever's thing- going opening weekend has already got their tickets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the final thing is that Mark Ruffalo has been confirmed to be in Thor Ragnarok, the uh, the third Ooh, Thor movie. Space Hulk. Space, Space Hulk. Hulk. So it's, it's actually be- they said it more than likely it's going to be that there's going to be a split where Bruce Banner is going to split from the Hulk. Ooh, so it'll be like. It's almost gonna be like a road trip movie of like Mark Ruffalo and Thor. <laughs> Maybe they're battling the Hulk together or something like that. No, that would Bruce be that would be dumb. Like, how do they break him off in the uh, in the comics? Because I know they've that, like broken him apart like twenty thousand. Yeah. times. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, what would be the most? It could be. I think one time it was like. Would that fit? I think it was like one time the Soul Gem split them apart, so it could be like something to do with Ooh. the Infinity and Infinity Gem. Why don't, yes, why don't they just? Why don't they? I feel like they should have moved. They had a really good, uh, with all these Avengers movies and shit, they had a really, like, I hate that they don't, like, Hulk has to be, like, this dummy that needs a, like, lullaby sung to him so yeah, that yeah. they can, he can turn back to normal, where it's like, 
they really can't just work it in, like, get past this stupid plot hole where he, like, just let him control it and let him be more in control. Yeah. Let him turn into the Hulk and go, okay, I'm not going to kill civilians. I'm going to attack the bad guy. Right, like, I wonder if maybe... Just fucking let charge. him, like, you can do so much more after you get rid of that dumb rule you've made for yourself. And it opens it up to where... I wonder I, if that's what they're going to do. Because in, in, like, Planet Hulk, he has control over his... Yes. Exactly. And you but can't, you can't Hulk, do Planet Hulk. permanent Hulk. Right. Yeah. Well, he can no, he can turn back into Banner. Plan, I thought during Planet Hulk, it's just that he doesn't want to because he's yeah. on a fucking yeah, yeah. like alien planet. Him. Yeah, he'll, so I wonder he'd it, be like this tall to everybody. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if at the end of Thor Ragnarok, like they come together and like then it's like perfect symbiosis where they have the mind of Bruce Banner and the body of the Hulk or some shit. I don't Maybe. Know. I or you know they could always because they're they say they're they they might be bringing in Red Hulk for. uh Oh, for uh, Civil, Civil War, War at the end of it, yeah. So there may be finding ways to kind of maybe he turns. Maybe we get Gray Hulk. Maybe there's going to be a di- bunch of different Hulks. Yeah, know? they Who did. Knows? They did Gray Hulk in the first Hulk movie. They didn't call him Gray Hulk, but it was essentially when Gray he Hulk. Was in well, or, or, I forget what was the other name they gave him. Abominable or something stupid. Oh, no, no, like, abomination. That was abomination. Yeah, that's... Gray Hulk is still Bruce Banner, but it was like he's the weak. Hulk originally was gray and not green. Oh, they, okay. They turned him to green because of like ink shortages or something like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I awesome. Know. I love that. That's how they did. Yeah. Well, uh, we gotta wrap up Hero News. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Yeah. yeah, we're good. And uh, so, what? So that brings us to our hero of the week, uh, Mike. Who did you pick as your hero? My biggest hero in life, and uh, for my career, for everything, really, is a man named John Swartzwelder. Now, most people would not know who that is, right? Like the average Joe. No, no, no. So we'll start off. Most people have quoted his works millions millions of times times without realizing it. But uh, let's start with the question we ask everybody. What's the first thing you think of when you think of... uh, How do you pronounce that guy's name? John John, Schwartzwelder. You fucking Nazi. John (laughs) Schwartzwelder. Schwartzwelder? Schwartzwelder. Schwartzwelder. John Schwartzwelder. What's the first thing when you think of John Schwartzwelder? He has a very... So there's like this... Emo Phillips. uh, We were talking about Emo Phillips earlier. You guys did an episode on him. Um very similar joke writing style and it's now the tw- the term uh Swartzweldian has been coined in writers rooms where it's well, a joke that is inc- what's that where would we know him from uh you would know him from writing he has the record for writing the most episodes of the simpsons um including he wrote movie? he wrote 59 episodes of That's simpsons right. and he uh is credited with pretty much saving the Simpsons movie script. Like it was kind of this mismatch of a bunch of stuff that they knew they wanted in the movie. They didn't really know how to tie it all together. And, and here's also the thing about John Schwartzwelder. The man lives in complete myth and urban legend. Like there's no real, because even the Simpsons guys, like they've now jumped onto the joke of no one really knows if this guy's even real or not. Because he's such a recluse. Yeah. Like, he just completely removed himself from most of society and gets away with, like, not being in the public eye, yet having a hand in a lot of shit. Yeah, a lot of people think he was, like, an Ellen Smithy type, where they were like, he, he's not a person that actually exists. He's like a, like a, a nom de plume. Yeah, somebody, or like a, pe- a bunch of people amalgamated into one guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the urban legend for a while was that he he never actually existed that he was like when a couple Simpsons writers would write a script together, they would use the name John Schwartzwalder uh and then they just kind of created this character like in the writers room for years and years and years and you know, uses as an inside joke, but uh he does exist. He is a real person. A real yeah. Guy. Um <clears throat> 
pictures of him exist online and uh so uh, yeah but pictures exist online of a lot of things but uh, i still i'm still uh i've seen well, a chupacabra i've seen i've seen uh bigfoot so check in me you are bigfoot i know I am. <laughs> you're one of them big feet uh I would imagine that I could, yeah, that's, I just gotta get a big old furry suit and go take some blurry pictures in the woods and millions of dollars. You get a sci-fi pilot that's right. off that line. Yeah. I love, I love find this, me. I've been like researching this dude a lot and like within probably five minutes of researching him, I was like, oh, I fucking love this dude. Yeah. Like even like his origin story, like I love origin stories. His was, he sent in uh, a joke to David Letterman, like the one that used to be on NBC, the NBC David Letterman show, uh, Late uh, Night. Late Night, yeah. And so he sent it in, and uh, was it Robert Smigel? Jim Downey. Jim Downey got it and was like, this is the funniest joke I've ever heard. I need to find out who this dude is. But the thing, he mailed it in, but he didn't have a return address. He, he like, like fucking Unabomber shit? Yeah. So <laughs> Jim Downey had to do some detective research where he got the postal code, found the thing, then like tracked down his mother's house. And then his mother gave him the the phone number. It turns out he's, he was working an ad agency in Chicago. So Jim Downey was like, hey, could, do you want to write for uh, no, David Letterman? That's how it started? And he came in to interview for David Letterman. I guess he walked right into David Letterman's office, sat down, started smoking <laughs> and drinking. Yep. And then talked about how everything on TV was just shit. And then they were like, yeah, we didn't hire him, but I got him for Saturday Night Live. So he got a job at Saturday Night Live that way. He just walked in and been like, fuck all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. awesome. So that's my, one of my favorite stories of just like, he literally just, like, David Letterman has no idea about this guy. <laughs> He's never, like, he never been brought into this situation. All of a sudden, this guy just walks in his office, sits down, starts smoking a cigarette, starts <laughs> drinking, and, like, just immediately uh, goes into some rant like, about television. You? you know, like, like yeah, that's awesome. But that's, there's uh, so many stories like that where, like, uh, so Schwarzwelder used to, like, he... He was there from the very beginning, and if we went down the list of episodes that he wrote, I mean, almost literally, almost That's every episode one, you can possibly think yeah. of that you remember of the first nine seasons of The Simpsons, he he wrote he, on the first nine. Uh, you know, he wrote on the first sixteen. Oh shit! Uh, but mostly towards the end, he would have like one or two episodes per season. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and then he kind of dropped off for a little while, and then they brought him back to do the movie, and uh. Cause there is, there is a shelf life, there is a, a shelf life to The Simpsons watching for me. Like there was a point where it's just stopped. I just stopped watching The Simpsons. I've heard but that was, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Huh? The Simpsons is amazing. It still no, is I'm amazing. Saying, I, I, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying <laughs> it's good or bad. That is not my thing anymore. I've, what I've, I'm saying is that I've gotten this argument watching. with a million comedians. Like, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I fell off the same way I fell off watching wrestling and I fell off watching other things, you know. I like my my mindset changed, and I I've always wanted to go back to the Simpsons, but they never stopped. So there's like <clears throat> there's like a thousand episodes that I haven't seen yet. There's like six hundred. But oh, yeah, I, even then I'm at a thousand. I'm not too far off. But like <laughs> the uh, but like the idea that there's they they just kept producing these shows and kept going that I missed out on it. I'm like oh it's it's, it's overwhelming. I'll never catch up. But I've heard that everything is like it's still super funny and it's still solid. Since the, I mean, so I'm a, I would what I would call myself as a Simpsons purist. I believe that while not every episode is the greatest thing on television, seventy five percent of it is the greatest thing on television, and the other twenty, <laughs> the other twenty five percent have character driven things and like they, there's things that happen in the quote. Unquote, so there's the golden years. 
which uh, some people toss around what years those are, but I would say it's seasons one through ten. Okay. It's the golden years where you have the best episodes. There's a lot of a, uh, a cement. All the supporting cast is kind of similar. All, all the supporting yeah. cast has yeah. been introduced at this point and, and grown. Uh, Apu is not just a Quickie Mart employee. Now he's got many children and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, Chief Wiggum. That whole wedding episode is fucking yeah. hilarious. They're, they're, yeah. And uh, it then about season 11, 12. Up until the movie, which I want to say was season 17, 18, somewhere around there. Um, Off the top of my 2007 head, is, so it's season 27 now. Uh, so 2007 would have been, I can't do math. It, it, yeah. It sounds about teens. right. 18, 19, yeah. somewhere around there. Uh, it got so good again. And now it's what I call the, it, so there's the golden age, one through 10, and then I call it the silver age. Uh, the golden years, the silver age is right in the middle. And right now, since 2007, we've been in the modern age of The Simpsons. And what that means is the joke writing has progressed. It is different than what it was in before. And also, The Simpsons now understand. And one of my favorite things about the show is that they went from being this punk rock, fuck authority, right. yada yada like thing to now they are the establishment. And they know it. They know that they're the norm. They're the average. Like they're they're still making great things, but like to everyone else's perspective, they're not this phenomenon anymore. Because of Family Guy and well, American because Dad of a million. It's not just the animated shows. Many many sitcoms have ripped. I mean, Home yes. Improvement ripped off a bunch of shit from them, and yeah. Malcolm in the Middle borrowed a lot of stuff from them. And I mean, it's it's years and years. Like people borrow things from them without even realizing it, but. Uh, there's so many words that exist in our world right yeah, now that of... came from The Simpsons that you, no one realizes. Like, oh, that saying, I thought that saying's been around since like the 20s. Yeah. The fucking Simpsons came up with that in 94. You like, know what, you know what, uh, one that, uh, this, uh, he did, uh, he, line he wrote, which I think is quoted more than anything is, uh, to alcohol, the cause of and solution. Was it the cause the solution of? Solution to and cause of. All yeah, problems. like he wrote that line and he said that's amazing when he wrote that line they, he like turned it about. into the writer's room and they were like yeah this is profound actually yeah they that this they blew a- him away that <clears throat> and he it wasn't his episode either like someone else had like written the episode and then they kind of just and that and the whole untouchable thing it was that whole uh, the the beer baron and, and yep the, the uh homer versus the, the yeah, yeah. Uh, homer i can't remember if it was homer versus prohibition or homer versus the eighth amendment something like that. i can't remember which one prohibition yeah. was yeah uh but i think it's the eighth amendment um and yeah like they he, he brings that in like that's that's a john swartzwaldering joke it is it's it's dumb it's it's really obvious, but it's so fucking intelligent at the exact that's, same time. Yeah, there's that's one of the things when I watched The Simpsons that it was it, I I thought of it as an intelligent show. Yeah, it was never the like the dumb thing that everyone thought. Like at the beginning, I was like, I don't know if people are watching this right because I'm I'm watching it and I think this is really smart and really clever. Like all of the what what were the so what were the like big ones that he wrote that, that were his episodes, the full ones. Um, I mean, there, uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but, uh, but like, off the top of my head, I remember, um, <clears throat> you have whacking day, uh, whacking day. Wait, and that was the thing was his, his style, the more absurd ideas that were brought to the Simpsons were hit, were like really came from him. So like Bart's comet, when Bart spots a comet coming and everyone thinks it's going to hit the city That's and destroy right. everything. Like that, that, that kind of stuff was his like real forte. Bart, the general, 
I think was his first episode, which yeah, is in the he, season uh, one. He actually, that's the introduction of uh, Principal Skinner. So he's oh, yeah, he, he's Skinner. responsible for a lot of side characters, too. And that's the yeah. thing is he's not like it's funny. Uh, we'll talk about later his like his career now. But like he wasn't a guy like the way he would write scripts. You could almost take that script, erase all the characters' names, mm-hmm. take it to another sitcom, and just drop it on the table and be like, "Yeah, here you go." He like did he, this... there was nothing geared towards directly the Simpsons. Yeah, but just the way he wrote, like it was like, "Oh, this can kind of go to anything." He did a he did this show. It was uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was just a pilot and never got picked up. Oh, it was Pistol Pete! Pistol Pete! Have you Pistol ever seen Pete it? Pete is amazing. It's literally I watch you, it once a year at least. It's it's a live action episode of The Simpsons, basically, but oh, yeah. none of the Simpsons characters. But like the lines, you're like, yeah, I can see so and so saying this, and the way really? the camera pans, and like there'll be like a a bulletin board or a, a poster that has like a joke on it, just like The Simpsons do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such a fucking good show. Oh, I just saw he wrote he wrote on uh, the the first uh, part of the tr- the first Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote, I think he wrote the uh, the episode where the Hell House. I want to say it was that one. Oh, that he, nice uh, that he wrote, but I could be mistaken. Could you imagine being responsible? Like that's one thing that we've noticed. Like like some of the heroes that we've had on the show that people talk about are are like seemingly like they're just normal dudes that just do. They're great at what they do, but they're responsible for like. Important cultural things that that that, that every, are so ubiquitous. Everybody knows. Like I don't. I don't think anyone has not seen a likeness of The Simpsons yeah. somewhere. You oh, know, like, of course. You know, it's so it's international. It's everywhere. It's dubbed in a billion different languages. Yeah. Well, this guy wrote ten percent of the of this. Like that's a if you, I mean writing ten percent of Mash is impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like writing ten percent of King of the Hill is impressive. Writing 10% of The Simpsons. He wrote Homer at the Bat? Homer at Bat, yeah. He also wrote uh, baseball Krusty, episode. Awesome. He, he wrote uh, Krusty Gets Cancelled with like all the Johnny Carson and Bette Midler and all the people. Oh, like, Johnny Mark. Carson juggling cars? Like, <laughs> that's one of my, like, the, they just, the, Johnny Carson apparently he was. He's Jonas Wright! I forgot about that. He, he, Johnny Carson apparently like had seen a couple episodes. He thought it was funny, but like never in a million years did he think he would ever like go do the show. But they asked him anyway, just to be like, whatever, fuck it. Like, well, at least we'll ask him. And he was still in the Tonight Show, I think. He, and then he wrapped it up, like, kind of, like, I want to say, I don't think Johnny, like, Johnny Carson's goodbye, like, it lasted a month. Yeah. But I think they only announced it, like, you know, like a month beforehand. Like, yeah, I don't I think, think so, it was yeah. like a thing where, I don't think it was like when Jay Leno, like, oh, Jay Leno's going to go off the air in three years. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was that. Yeah. I think it was a lot more like, Way to milk it, unexpected. Jay Leno. I think Jesus. Johnny Carson was like, listen, I'm done. I'm out of here in a month. I'll see you guys yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. He was, because we, we did Johnny Carson and that was a fun episode to talk about, but it was literally like, where he's just like, I, like, f- deuces, I'm gone. Yeah. And then you never saw him again. You know, yeah, like, he rarely. I mean, The Simpsons is one of the only things he did. Like yeah, after I think, retirement, I think that was the, the only show. thing he ever I, did. I, I want to say he showed up in a couple other things, he, but uh, really? he did like, an like he went on Letterman. No, yeah, I want to say he was that. probably one of Letterman's first guests. Yeah. Like when he went yeah. over to uh, CBS. Yeah, but I'll tell you what this because the, the thing is that imagine you because if he's that's who he is, right? Because there's stories about this guy being. A total weirdo. Like well, okay. So essentially, this guy is Ron Swanson. You guys yeah. did an episode on Ron Swanson, and you did not mention episode. this at all. Which <laughs> I feel like, if you really did your research, <laughs> you would have uh, at least he come. He looks a- like him too. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, yeah, he looks. He looks. He's got a big mustache. He uh, basically Greg Daniels, creator of Parks and Rec, 
was a writer on The Simpsons for a couple of years. Right. And John, at this point, John Swartzwelder was already an urban legend in the writer's room because he never showed up to anything. He he wrote all his scripts at home and then sent them to the office. He would to, just send them in. Yeah. And literally there was like a rule almost set in place where it was like, you can't touch anything on this script. Like you can't <laughs> change any jokes. And like it, it hasn't really ever come out, but I've listened to a bunch of interviews and I've listened to a lot of like audio commentary. And it seems pretty obvious to me. Uh, this is just a theory that a lot of writers like kind of hated him for that. That like this right. guy, this Why thing this that they gets, work so hard yeah. on, this guy gets a free pass left and right. But then they'd read the scripts when they came in and they're like, <laughs> we can't do better than this. Like right, we can't like, find a joke better than the one Millhouse just with said. It. Let's work with it. And then you go through and you're like, oh, that was fast. Okay. Bye everybody. See you. Yeah. Nothing, they, there's nothing, not, you can't anything. tag a John Swartzwelder script at all. Uh, but he, the one of my, and also one of my favorite things was he would come in and chain smoke like a maniac while working uh, in the office with everybody. And Conan has a great line about when they were working together and just smoke constantly in his face. And he, you know, hated it. But at the same time, he fucking respected this guy so much <laughs> that he didn't want to look like a pussy in front of him. And uh, when John would actually type up his scripts, he would go to this specific diner, sit there all day long, drink coffee, just fucking pot and pot of coffee and smoke mountains and mountains of cigarettes. And then California passed a clean air law and... John would still go into the office and smoke, like knowing he could get away with it. Right, right. But when he couldn't do it at the diner anymore, he bought the booth that he would always sit in, had it installed in his house, and that's where he writes from now. Like he <laughs> fuck, he was just ass. like, I oh. want no, no, no. This is where I sit and write and smoke. Yeah. If you're not gonna let me do that here, I'm gonna take this and go somewhere else and do See, it. I love that diner seats are the best. Oh, they are so good. Oh, you're just like so good. Over. You're kind just of on a bubble over. for some reason, yeah. but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn about my love for diner seats until moving to New York City. Oh, love diner booths. I live in a diner. Oh, I live in the booths. I don't know, man. That's that. That to me sounds. I could imagine that you, if you're this kind of guy, you would have to be good. You know what? I, if that guy wanted to be anything, he would have to be the best at it because who would fucking put up with that if you're mediocre? You, you know, know what I mean? You know what I love too is that like you mentioned like Conan's a Harvard dude. So many like Simpsons writers are, are Harvard yeah. dudes. Same thing with Saturday most Night of them Live. probably. They cut, a lot of them come from the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah, Harvard Lampoon. But this dude was just like, yeah, to go to Harvard, I'm going to blow smoke in your face and shoot guns. Deal yeah, with no, it. He like yeah. he likes he like worked at a deli for a long time. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was just a fucking funny guy. Yeah. He just breathed funniness, but his personality is you know, I'm going to drink a scotch and eat a steak at seven in the morning and smoke <laughs> cigarettes all day long. But then his writing, like he was, he never really worked blue. Mm -hmm. Like so, most of his scripts, like don't really have, there's no fart humor. Yeah. There's no like bought it like bathroom humor and stuff. Like he just works so clean most he of the time. Wrote, it's amazing. He wrote, I was looking at it. He wrote one of my favorite episodes because it has one part in it. That's it's so perfect. He wrote the one where they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Mm -hmm. It's called Itchy and Scratchy Land. It's called Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> uh, but he wrote the one. He wrote that, and then there's the part where uh, they're looking through the nameplates. Oh, Bort for, for mm -hmm. Bort. Bort to this day, my like every once in a while, I'll see like a weird name, and I'll see, I'll, I'll, I'll say it in my mind. Yeah. I'll be like, my son is also named Bort. You know, like <laughs> they, the, no, my son <laughs> is also named Bort. I'm sorry, were you calling me? No, my son was. Also 
And now if you go to Universal Studios, you go to uh, Simpsons World, that you can buy a Bort license plate. Bort license plate. Which yeah. is like that I so good. to to just ha- that uh, whoever came up with the idea of having like a Simpsons themed part of your theme park like yeah. bravo man, go die a fucking happy millionaire as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That yeah. I don't know if you guys have been. Too. It's yeah, so yeah. good in Orlando. I haven't been it's in a so long good. time. I haven't been since they built the Harry Potter and I would like to go see that. But Oh, well, they, like, finished the yeah, whole yeah. Simpsons the world after that. Like, they got Android's Dungeon. They got the Quickie Mart. They I got know, everything. They so it's amazing. Things, and I'm like, it all looks I spent, like, so $500 on fucking merchandise <laughs> while I was there. I bought Damn. everything. Dude, it's, it's, it's weird to say this out loud because it makes me so, reminds me how OCD I am. But, like, I'm really good at collecting things. <laughs> like, memorabilia. Like, finding, like, oh, this is actually worth money and you're, selling it at the thrift store or whatever and then turning around and selling it but i like i'll just hoard sh- like if you guys ever came to my house and saw how much simpsons stuff i, I have i can only imagine you I would want- be you you think i'm a maniac <laughs> I want, you don't I already want, uh, two simpsons things at like two different times yeah. i've gone to movie night with mike i've i uh, i cuz at your show you give out prizes like what, just what's the name of your show mike uh movies and mike stuff. nights with movie time mike <laughs> Is here. Hello. At night with the creek in the cave. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, a movie night with Mike. Uh, I said it wrong the first time by accident. Now it's just fun. Uh, (laughs) But but you give away. I love that you give away prizes on your show. And uh, so much of it is Simpsons themed. You've given away seasons of Simpsons, yeah, like DVDs. Like good shit. You got to get the fat asses in the seats. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. Get- so I can buy two dollar PBRs. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's like what. Uh, that's like one of the. I, lo- I love that about you. Sh- to this day, I don't want to know the magic behind you buying those things. Anymore. I just go to thrift stores and buy them. Yeah, I have so one rule. Well, I go to thrift stores and garage sales and like things where you can find like somewhat worthy things for cheaper value a lot of really Uh, good books you give out and shit well my number one rule is i don't give anything away that i wouldn't want to receive at a like if i just showed up at a random fucking comedy show and didn't know anything about it and got a prize just by watching it like i literally go through the list and go you know what i would be happy with any of these things when you give it away like as you're pulling stuff out of the bag you're like fuck it no prizes today all this is mine (laughs) (laughs) no that's and that's the thing too is like i have I have more than what I need. Like I, my VHS collection is embarrassing. <laughs> like I have every my like my VHS collection makes Netflix look like a look like Hulu. That was my uh, that was my thing when when uh when Katie and I got married. Like I had a huge VHS collection, and like when we moved into like our first place together, she was like, "You got to get rid of those." V-. You're like, gonna see this VHS is buddy. same thing with vinyls in the in the seventies yeah, yeah. and eighties. A bunch of wives were like, come on, CDs and tapes, nobody gives a fuck, this is taking up space, and then you sold your vinyl collection, and then ten years later you're like, I could have fucking made, been a millionaire, yeah. I'm holding on these, because here's the thing with VHS, it is exactly like vinyl, it gives you this warm, nostalgic feeling to it. When you see the track, It's good. You know what uh, exactly. that static the, the tracking warning? bar, man. It brings or, it back. It's nostalgic. Uh, the, the staticky tracking of like it catching itself at the bottom. Yeah. Where you get that weird little yeah. like warm, It gives you that like warm, tingly feeling on uh, the back of your head. Super <laughs> nostalgia bomb on that sort of thing. And my thing with my my dad was kind of a pirate talking about VHS. Totally off topic. But kind <laughs> of on kind of on topic. But uh I he would Record from one VCR to the, the yeah, other. Yeah, piggybacking. Oh, he was a pirate. He was it, the oh. The, you go rent something from Blockbuster, yeah. tape it onto a blank and then one. What you would do is you would get. That's how I got three ninjas. You could, yes. 
That's the only way anyone has three ninjas. You're uh, such a tum tum, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, <laughs> I am a tum-tum. That's so funny. I am a tum-tum. <laughs> He's so like a Rocky. I'm a Colt. Yeah, like I'm a tum-tum. A oh, my God. And we're all going to go hang out with Hulk Hogan at fucking Mega Mountain. Thunder Mountain? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mega Mountain. High yeah. noon at Mega Holy Mountain, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I never watched that one because I was like, God, that's jumping the shark. <laughs> that was. <laughs> franchise. That's a bit much. Oh, my God. I. Uh, but what I was going to say is that you would record the VHS tapes at a lower speed, and you can jam a whole bunch, like six hours on one tape. Oh, yeah. But it looks like garbage. <laughs> like, it looked like shit. So I was watching a ton of like old cartoons on there. Like There's an old Flintstones movie that I've never been able to find. Where they again. meet the Jetsons? No. Where Fred Flintstone gets mistaken for a, a spy. Yeah, that that's that was like Rock a Slade. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> that's like an hour long episode yeah. of uh, Flintstones. Oh, I love it. It's like was, a short like, film. All of these weird. So if I ever find and some movie about dragons, the flight of dragons that they don't sell anymore. That my my, my dad had like recorded from something. Yeah, I don't know. It probably not sell for a reason. It probably, no, it's, it's probably terrible. Remember, but who gives a shit? There's plenty of shit that did not sell for a reason, and then it's still I watch it like, yeah, that's back back in 1986. I still watch, you know. Well, that'll bring us to DVDs and our uh, our year of the I know, day. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what I love about it is, another thing is he refuses to do commentary and end of the DVDs. So it's like really? the writers and the stars of The yeah. Simpsons. Like he does show up uh, very, very briefly. On like they had a running joke that they did want to get him in yeah. to do recording, and Matt Groening even had a joke in an earlier episode that was like, "Yeah, uh, we literally begged him just to just to set up a bit where we could be like, hey, John, can you do commentary for us?'" And then we had just him recorded going. No. <laughs> and he refused to do that. So the, there's an episode on season nine called The Cartridge Family where Homer buys a gun. Oh, right. And yes. He wrote that he's episode. he's also a huge pro-gun advocate. Well, he's, he's very libertarian. He's, yeah. Ron, he's Ron Swanson. Yeah, he's Ron Swanson. He, he's he's right so wing crazy. and he's left wing. And he, uh, now I feel bad <clears> that, we, that we, left, we didn't have that in yeah, the episode, right. the Ron Swanson episode. It, it's such a big part of that character. It's, it comes back full <laughs> circle. That's why you're here, Mike. <laughs> That's what That's I do. That's what you, you bring to the show. So they, uh, I think it was um, Mike Scully. Been, yeah, Mike Scully. He yeah. calls him up on the phone and he uh, puts him on speakerphone and you know he's talking to him and he's just like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm cooking a steak." I'm like, yeah. just <laughs> hanging out. He he like, it's morning. What are you? <laughs> yeah, they're like, "It's 7 a.m. where you live." He, by the way, he I, he lives in California. Um, I. We'll get to this in a minute, but I, I've been stalking him for a little oh, while. Um, now we got, now we got an ending to this episode. We do. We have a good one. Uh, but he, he, they asked him like, so do you remember anything about writing this episode? Is there anything that stands out? Like, can you tell us anything about it? And he was like, well, it was a good one if I remember correctly. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, see you later. And right before they hang up, he, he goes, uh, too bad this isn't really John Schwartzwalder and like hangs up like still to this day continuing the urban legend of like is this guy well there's also an earlier uh commentary where someone pretends to be him uh-huh. um I can't remember who it is uh Jake somebody pretends to be him I think and uh like and then at the end they're like ah we're just kidding it's not really him like but the, the, I think it, supposedly he got pissed off about that. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm talking yeah, about my ass. I think now. it was yeah, like yeah, after yeah. he was like, ah, too bad this isn't really him. Like, then he hangs up and they're like, yeah, he's totally going to sue us for this. Yeah, that's the last line on, uh, <laughs> that you can, you can hear that clip on YouTube. It's that great. Is, that is one of those things I miss about 
like Netflix and all those things is DVD commentary. Right? They'll bring they're they're that's their next I like guarantee that's their next thing. Have they announced that? No, but that's, that's like gotta be it. it's... here Netflix is gonna be a lot more expensive than it is now in a couple of years because yeah. they're going to get like sh- like TV channels like basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be like a network, but you everything is streaming. Right. So at midnight on Wednesday is when the new this will come out. And you can either watch it at midnight if you want to, or wait until the next day and watch it whenever. But yeah. that'll be the new. Uh, and Netflix will have commercials. There's no way we'll ever get around that unless you pirate, which I fully endorse. <laughs> Break the law. I will say that I've been watching a lot more stuff streaming online. Can you watch The Simpsons anywhere online? You can. Uh, there's Hulu? The Simpsons World, which is uh, FXX uh, did. Oh right. They did yes. a 12 uh, day marathon. That's right. Uh, where they played every single episode of Simpsons back to back to back, and I had uh, me and another comic out in LA named Ethan Stanislavski. We live tweeted the entire 12 day marathon. I can't believe you did that. We That's took, so we nuts. took shifts. We, we had a Twitter account. If you really, I don't know why you'd want to do this, but if you want to go back and read, We're putting we kind of, the description. We're well, we, we dropped of off. Like we haven't really posted anything in a while, but we, we, we would go, we just would live tweet and talk about interesting things about uh, the episode and things we knew and trivia and like, Oh, this is the first time this happens or Oh, this is funny because it contradicts this thing in this episode. We did it. We had 12 hour shifts. And we just went back and forth where he would take one 12 hour shift. I would take another. And sometimes there'd be overlap. And, uh, the, the Twitter account was, uh, Homer's ass groove, which is a uh, reference <laughs> from, uh, see, and a lot of people got pissed off that we were referencing a, uh, Silver Age episode, uh, and the episode with, uh, the guy that plays Ernest from the Ernest movies, he plays a carney. Yeah. And yeah, he, Jim uh, he basically steals the Simpsons house and, uh, and he's a, and Homer, the only thing Homer's concerned with is if he sits in his spot on the couch where he's created a nice ass groove. Yeah. Hit my groove. He's like, oh, he's sitting in my groove. Better not be sitting in my ass groove. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. that was such a good episode what, too. Where, I don't know where it falls in the, in the timeline, but the, one of the things I catch myself saying all the time is, uh, I'm missing the chili cook off. That is That's called, the, uh, it's the, got the a really, pepper one. It, it's, a. Uh, there's a, the English Johnny translation. Cash it? It, yes. Johnny Cash plays a coyote. Johnny Cash uh, plays a coyote. <laughs> it's called Homer's like Homer's Big Adventure. So like something I can't remember the exact thing, but the actual title is all in Spanish, and it's like Homer the the Adventure de Loca. Like it's it's a it's Homer's crazy, crazy yeah, chili yeah. pepper adventure, or whatever. Um, but that's that's also like one of my favorite with the lighthouse. He's like, oh, I knew you were gonna go because it slopes downward. Or whatever. <laughs> I, there's so much simple shit on that. That's that that is that dead or Batman's really let himself what? go? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So much good shit. Uh, so are you he lives in California now. You were start. Wait, tell us this. Story. Yeah, tell us the. So story this about is how you boil I think a rabbit in his kitchen. Obviously, I'm a big Simpsons fan, and obviously, this I mean, this guy pretty much shaped my sense of humor growing up without me realizing it. But and he, you know, he also worked on SNL and a lot of stuff that I respect. Um, oh, I forgot real quick. He also, I, I, I'm almost 100 sure he had a hand in this pilot. There was another pilot he made that didn't get picked up, and I know Conan O'Brien worked on it. No, uh, I think him, Robert Smigel, and Conan worked on this pilot called Brannigan. Uh-huh. Have you guys ever heard of this? Brannigan. This it's amazing. It's it's Adam West playing like this detective. Oh, he he, he used to he I'm used so to be a detective on TV, but now he's like retired and but now Live he's action? actually going yeah, he's actually going out solving crimes, but most of the time he fucks it up worse than he actually helps. 
I'm uh, so on board with whatever. With, I, uh, there's, I'm not 100 percent sure John Schwartzfelder is involved with it, but I feel like it's right. <laughs> it's right up there with like. Yeah, uh, he, it's very possible he could have been. But so he here's the main reason why I respect the fuck out of this guy is he could have been he could have gone on and been probably one of the most famous comedy writers of all time. But he hates the limelight that much that he is willing to just like. Okay, so what he does now is he writes and publishes his own books. He's got these fiction books that most of them follow this character named Frank Burley, who's just the most inept uh, detective you've ever heard of. Frank Burley. Frank Burley. It's not his real name, and he's very open about telling people that it's not his real name. He just chose that name for to be a detective yeah. because he wanted to tell people exactly what he was about when he first met them. He's Frank, and he's Burley. Nice. Like, <laughs> it is, and it, I, I, I want to read you some of the quotes. He's got, I think he's got about seven or eight books now. Yeah. He does one a year, pretty much. Um, this was a kid's novel, a kid's book. Out. No, no, no. Not kids at all. Oh, really? They're very adult. Um, I, most of them follow this one character in all sorts of different situations. Some of them are sci-fi adventures. Some of them are horror adventures. Some of them are whatever. But his second book has nothing to do with that character. In my opinion, I haven't read through all of them, but in my opinion, his second book is his best one. It's called Double Wonderful. And uh, the, his publishing company is called Kennedale Books. Uh, you can only buy his book on eBay or Amazon. And if you buy it from Amazon, it's like 15 bucks. And if you buy it from eBay, it's twenty bucks, and it's signed by him with wow. with the date, like with the date that it's shipping out. Wow! Like it's unbelievable how like it's and it's only twenty bucks, man. Like and it, and trust me, the books. I very rarely laugh out loud at a book. Like I yeah. love there's a I, I love that feeling. Though. I love Thomas Pynchon. Like yeah. I there's a bunch of books that really make me laugh. Like a bunch of Polonix stuff makes me laugh. But he is the consistently the only person that. I will laugh out loud in public while reading his book and not give a fuck if anyone That's like so thinks I'm weird. But what? So this is what is it called? Double Wonderful. Uh, Double Wonderful is his second book. Um, the, his first book is called The Time Machine Made Me Do It. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. It's called The Time Machine Did It. Did it. And it's like a time traveling adventure with Frank Burley. And then there's ones about aliens and Frank Burley. Like most of it, he kind of found a good track. Like the one I'm reading right now is just basically about Frank Burley finding a jetpack <laughs> and like how that fucks everything up for the whole, like he literally like he, he gives, uh, it's not worth going into. I don't want to give anything away, but the writing double wonderful is like a Simpsons movie, uh -huh. except no one like there's, it's a huge cast. It's a town full of people. It's a Western and it's one of the gr greatest plot lines I've ever read. And it's hilarious. Every single character is defined and very funny. Fuck, I, gotta I gotta read this book now. My goal, uh, so my goal for a long time was, I bet you if I get him to sue me, I can meet him. Because <laughs> he'd probably have to show up in court that day, right? Like if he wants to sue me, he's got to show up in court, right? That's a rule. Uh, so uh, I wrote a stage oh adaptation God. of oh, Double Wonderful. Man. Like a kind of hour and a half, two hour play version of Double Wonderful. And I sent it to him. It was just like, hey, man, I'm going to do this in New York. Like, what do you think? And I uh, never got a response back. And then I kept buying his books, you know, every couple months. And every time there would be a little spot like, hey, do you want to add a comment or whatever? And I would just write this long thing of like, I'm a huge fan. I'm reading all your books. I really want to turn one of your books into a play. 
please like let you know let's just have some back and forth like i really think yeah. a lot of people need to enjoy your work more and for the longest time every and then he'd send me a, or he, he'd send me a book somebody would mail me a book and it would have no return address on it at all like it would have like a p.o box but even then like it wasn't a real p.o box number it was something weird where like he's hidden uh so then I finally, like, I just kept doing it. Every time I'd buy a book, I went on this huge thing, like, begging him just to fucking talk to me. And uh, the last package I got back had a return address on it. No. So uh, I'm waiting to go back to uh, California, and I'm going to go to that address, and I'm going to fucking find out what happens next. Yeah. Oh, Maybe he'll murder shit. me. Wouldn't that be great if yeah. he fucking murdered me? He'll shoot you with his gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So here's here's just a couple lines that from... Uh, so don't just breeze over. So <laughs> you want to go... that? So I wonder if it's like a, probably like a business address, no? No, it's a house. I've looked it up on Google Maps. It's, it's a house. <laughs> and here's nice the thing. House? On his website, the Kenny Dale books... Oh, and his... his uh, JohnSchwartzwelder.com. It's hilarious because it's so in-depth... That it has to be run by him, but it's got these things all over it that say, this is not an official John. We do not know John Swartzwelder. Please do not contact us asking about John Swartzwelder. Like it's wow. all over the website saying That's like, crazy. this is just a fan site. Don't fucking bother us about it. Like, but you know, it's run by him because it's the, it's gotta be. Uh, what was the, th so that's, this is from Double One. This is for, I think most of these are, I mean, these are just a random bunch of quotes from some of his books, but I think most of them are from his first book. Uh, The Time Machine did it. Um, so, uh, here's, and, and it's better. Which one of you has, like, you have more of like a Ron Swanson? Because when I read the books, yeah, I, mean, I read him as Ron, Ron Swanson's Ron Swanson? voice. Ron and Swanson? it, like, his, his very dry, like, yeah. low tone demeanor makes every joke kill that much more um so i don't know if you just want to that second one there is pretty good uh this one right here? yeah there's yeah, yeah. like a couple of shorter ones are good to get through as my exciting story began i was being punched in the stomach like it's just lines like what? that where like on, <laughs> is it it's like noir like comedy noir well the first noir? one is kind of noirish oh but like very like he that's his writing style is like I'm 190 uh, pounds of rock hard muscle underneath 40 pounds of sturdy protective fat <laughs> it's again it's very it's it's hilarious lines that are so obviously like the joke is so obvious there but it's so smart that you picked it up and turned it. Into... Oh, you got oh, one you like? <laughs> oh, this is. I gotta get the. Yeah, this is from the time machine. Did I? Where he's like, I made a circular motion with my finger around my temple to indicate I thought this guy was crazy, <laughs> forgetting that there was no one in the room to see this circular motion except him. He saw it and frowned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is great! I, I, I'm definitely gonna put. We'll put some links up on uh, there. I I there's for purchase some amazing. Uh, like literally is every line is like that. It's, there was there was one that was I'm so uh, bored with this right now. From uh, he he wrote a, a pilot for a, a show called Army Man. I think it was called. Yeah. And uh, one of the lines he had in there was uh, uh, they can kill a Kennedy, but they can't make a decent cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, I gotta definitely gotta find this guy's writing. If it's like pure unfiltered like that, no, that like literally so every line, like every that's the that's the well, worst gotta, part about we it. We gotta wrap this up because uh, we are at an hour, a little over an hour. Oh jeez. Yeah. But uh, what? And we gotta edit out all that boring story you were the telling. This <laughs> would be like a weird those beeping noises and then skip and then beeping noises and then other. 
I'll include a much more dramatized version of that story <laughs> in in that in that gap. Just do it like Sarah Koenig on Serial. Like. Yes. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do it with that weird piano in the background. Talk about um, but if you had to, so so to wrap all this up, if you had to pick your favorite or or the most impactful Simpsons episode for you, well, I mean, or we'll say this: my favorite Schwartzwalder episode. I, I'd have to breeze through the list again yeah. to really narrow it down. I mean, I can tell you about my favorite Simpsons episode. Um, I'm sure he had a hand along its production somewhere because he sure. was around when they made this one. But he, I know for a fact he did not write this episode. This episode is written by Josh Weinstein and uh, uh, Bill Oakley. But my favorite episode is called Lemon of Troy. And it's about when uh, the kids of Shelbyville, the rival town, steal oh a lemon God. tree. Yes. Oh, and yeah. uh, bring it back to Shelbyville. And then the kids of Springfield, Bart and his friends, have to go uh, steal the tree back. A lemon tree. Have to steal it back from the rival town. And uh, just, I mean, everything about that episode is uh, absolutely perfect. There's hey, one you can't wear it over one your backpack over one shoulder. <laughs> we invented that. <laughs> look, I remember having arguments with kids that like, oh, you wear it over one shoulder because it's cool. Yeah, uh, that hits. The God, the, the so joke good. that always will stand out for me, and I and I feel like this has carried over into my own com- my favorite thing in comedy is someone who's very dumb. But very confident. Yes. Like where yeah. their confidence and yeah. their stupidity there's kind of rival each other in intensity. And uh, there's a part in Limited Troy where, uh, you know, the, the, the Homer Simpson of Shelbyville is <laughs> like reveling in the fact like, you lose, Springfield. We got your lemon tree. Now, if you don't mind, all this talking's made me mighty hungry. And he takes a lemon and just takes a bite of it like an <laughs> yeah. apple. Yeah. And immediately his face mouth. starts scrunching yeah, up because yeah. it's so sour. Like, and he doesn't let like go. He doesn't let go of the intensity in his eyes while he's staring him down. Like, he knows he made a bad decision, but he's sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's, do you have a go-to? Which, I'll, I'll mm. say that. That was a great, I mean, that's awesome. But do you have a character in The Simpsons that you relate to the most? Uh, character that I relate to the most? I mean, probably Krusty. If, I mean, at least that I relate, like, my favorite character is Principal Skinner. That's your favorite Uh, character? Oh, it's just, he, he has the oppor- Principal Skinner always has the opportunity to have the funniest line in the show. Yeah. And I like that about him. Like, they just, the way they've built that character. Like, in the, okay, perfect example, the newest episode, season 27 of The Simpsons. Uh, there it's there was a treehouse of horror and uh, all the kids get like uh telekinetic powers and uh Bart uses he's or Millhouse uh is abusing his power and he spray paints the classic line on the side of the school Skinner is a wiener. Right. And that joke's been done a thousand times on the Simpsons and uh uh Lisa sees that and uses her powers to fix it to say Skinner is a winner. And then immediately Skinner walks up like, oh, someone spelled Wiener wrong and like fixes it <laughs> and walks away like it's completely normal. Like that's that kind of thing. Like he just he'll steal any scene. But yeah, Krusty probably I relate Krusty. to the most because he's he all he wants to do is make people laugh. But he's so full of hate and anger <laughs> that like yeah. it bleeds over into and there's something funny about there being so much anger in his comedy like yeah. all like the 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 bart where bart's a celebrity where he uh i didn't do it that that whole bart gets famous bart gets famous yeah is that what it's called that is and what's funny such a, and here's another encyclopedic i am the, the weird thing about that episode that's bart's line to get famous on crusty is he knocks up the number and says i didn't do it and everybody laughs 
uh in like episode five or it was the episode where uh sideshow bob sets up crusty crusty gets busted yeah uh from the first season he does something really shitty to sideshow bob and then turns to the camera and goes i didn't do it and everybody laughs and i'm like Oh, they forgot they did that already, and they brought it back, and no one noticed until now. Was it, like, was it? That my favorite is when he's trying to do the other. One. There's so God. I'm thinking of what was the one with the uh, the 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 Telltale Heart. Oh yeah, that was the Treehouse of Terror. That, that was, was called uh, no, the, no, 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 that was Lisa's uh, Lisa's rival. I want to yes, say it was called. The there's a really like, smart girl that shows up, and yeah, she rivals yeah. Lisa and everything. And I, I would fancy myself a Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> oh, where I would love to be Ralph. He's just so... I choo choo choose you. Yeah, and if you could, if you, so if you're you a retard. Down, I would love to be that blissfully dumb, that just stupidly oh, happy. He does all the become time. president at one point. Where, <laughs> where they hit him, in, where he, like Bart, they say Bart has healing powers, and he hits him in the head, and all of a sudden, like quarters fly out of his nose. And he's yeah. like, my milk money, and then milk starts dribbling out of his nose. And he's like. My milk. <laughs> this so Ralph Wiggum is like I would love to like I would love I would I would take care of w- Ralph Wiggum. It's uh-huh. like and my principal Skinner and Miss Carabo were in the closet and then they, they were kept making a baby and then they had the baby and the baby looked at me and then uh, Chief Wiggum the like, baby looked the at baby you looked at you. <laughs> That's the surprising part, yeah, to yeah. Chief Wiggum. The baby looked at you. The baby looked at you. <laughs> I love it. So, do you have a go-to? I uh, I relate most. As far as the character, yeah, I relate most to uh, Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, Grandpa. Abraham, Abraham Jay Simpson, dude. The episode oh, that with the with the where they do the World War Two. Yeah, thing? that was one of my favorite episodes. Yes, because it was almost like a Band of Brothers type. Yes, like type and show. They show like young Montgomery Burns as that part of that like uh, that that fighting the fighting yeah, hellfish. Yeah. That's what it was. Fighting hellfish. Yeah, I think, I think the episode is called. Uh, Grumbling Grandpa Simpson and uh, his fighting grandson, or something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, Ethan Stanislavski, who we brought up, has the Hellfish tattoo Get on his arm. And he, oh, if you guys are ever in LA, uh, this is a very deep cut Simpsons thing for anyone listening. This, I can't even believe we stumbled across this, but in LA, just south of the airport, uh, sort of near like Playa del Rey or somewhere around that area, like Playa del something. Mm-hmm. There's a little beach community. Um, there's a bar there called Moe's Place. And the guy who owns it is who Moe is based off of. When Whoa. it's right outside studio, it's like, it's like a 20 minute drive from Studio City. So when these guys would get done writing, they would all go back to this bar. They would drink heavily. They would, the, Matt Groening would show up all the time. They, they eventually fell in love with this guy. They wanted to bring him into the show. And then they, you know, that's when they came up with the idea of Mo being this surly. <clears throat> He's just like is a great character. I can't remember the guy's last name, but I met him. <clears throat> he looks exactly like Mo. He yeah, talks oh, exactly wow. like Mo. He's the nicest guy in the world, though. Oh, right. <clears throat> and he, uh, he had a bunch of great stories to tell me. Apparently, at one point, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, Heard about this place through one of the other Simpsons writers sure, sure. and was like, Oh, we got to check this out. Then they started showing up like every night for like a year or two and would just get completely shit faced and start fights, not start, not fights with start other people, right but start fights with each other and like cause all this wreckage and mayhem. And 
the guy and Mo was telling me he's like, I didn't know who these guys were. They would just show up. They look like shit. They look like hobos all the time. And then they'd buy a bunch of beer and they'd wreck something. And then they'd pay me for it. And I didn't have any reason to be mad anymore. Yeah. And then a couple years uh, after, or like two years after they started showing up and hanging out, they uh, they brought me this little cartoon and they were like, Hey, watch this. Tell us what you think. And it was the first episode of South Park. Wow. Like he saw the first episode of South Park. I mean, according to him, he saw yeah. the first episode of South Park like. Way before, so uh, there's so much in, in The Simpsons that I, I need to catch up on. I want to start watching it again. We That's, should, we, I'm going to throw this out there, but if we ever do, if you, if we do a follow up, we could do a Matt Groening. Uh, I can, uh, I can, oh, I can yeah. talk a lot about Matt Groening. I'm and, down for a part two. Uh, yeah. I have a Futurama tattoo for everyone out there. That's such a good fucking show. Practically on my we forehead. Could literally, we got, we, we, we got it. We would have to make it a two parter if we keep going, but, uh, uh, we, I'll we come back. Call, I'll come back yeah, anytime. We got to cut it there, but Mike's <laughs> definitely welcome back to talk about hey, whatever the fuck Matt Greening, because these are all super solid, really good choices <laughs> for for people to talk about. And I'm really glad you 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 came by and brought this hero that I really didn't have any like real knowledge about. That it's so funny, man. Yeah. It's so weird how that random weirdo <laughs> had such an impact on my like a development yeah. as a person. So crazy. Well, uh. Movie night with Mike. <laughs> Movie night with Mike. Uh, at lo- uh, the Creek in the Cave. It, it's uh, once a month at Creek in the Cave. You're gonna have to check the calendar because they change the dates on me uh, a lot. So yeah. I can't. I, I hate throwing out dates and then they get changed. It's a super fun panel show. You always got really good guests on. And, Usually there's uh, free beer and shit sometimes. And there's too. beer. Yeah, there's, give away uh, drinks. And the you give away the best pre- best. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna stand behind it. Best prize bag in the city. Oh, thank you. Best prize bag in the city. You got a Twitter or something? Uh, you, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at MikeGuild NYC. Uh, Guild spelled like Screen Actors Guild, G U I L D. Uh, I also uh, produce a couple shows. There's a show once a month at Creek in the Cave called uh, Art School Acid Dropout. That's uh, a great, weird show all about art. And you can draw. You're supposed to draw people while they're on stage telling jokes and stuff. It's a lot of fun. There's also a lot of prizes given away there. You see a theme? Yeah. Uh, and I also produce <laughs> a, I, I produce a weekly, uh, storytelling show called, uh, The Dump, which is hosted by a guy named Jake Hart, who is a monster of a human being. He's, he's a great a, show. Uh, and any guys want to come tell a story? Uh, I've we been, do yeah, that both, once a month, both once Will a week. And I have done. It's, it's such a great, great yeah, show. It's a lot of fun. Bunch of fucking weirdos telling weird stories, man. More importantly, though, fuck me. You should definitely check out more John Schwartzwelder stuff. Yeah. This guy is the guy that like before he dies, which is pretty much any day now, uh, <laughs> he needs to get more recognized. Yeah. Like he's known in the comedy community left and right, but he needs to be more mainstream. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people, I, a lot of people would enjoy his books if they only knew about it. So, uh, Kenny Dale Books is his publishing company. Th- everything is and buy it through done. eBay, so you can. Get, it's an extra five bucks, and you get a you get it signed by him. Yeah, he signs well, that's it. A great, that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Mike Gill, for coming on. All the links and stuff will be on the thing you're listening to this right now. Uh, at William A. Watkins, at Mike Mercadal. Anything else before we go? Yeah. Good. Good. Excellent addition. Uh, thank you. And uh, remember, everybody, go out and be heroic. I think we should give Schwarzwalder. John Schwarzwalder has never done a commentary, and we're now up to season nine, and he's a legendary Simpsons writer. I believe he's written 59 episodes. That's right. And we've never gotten his voice on tape to verify that he really does exist. If only there was some way we could get hold of him. Well, (laughs) I don't think I've ever even heard him talk. I have a telephone right here. I don't know. Is it going to work? <laughs> and we'll give this We've a asked shot. him many times, and we asked him during the whole course of writing <laughs> the Simpsons movie, please, please do an audio commentary, and he said no. 
I, th- I thought of calling him last night and like setting this up as kind of a phony uh, script a bit, but I was afraid he would say no. Well, we asked him, would you even mumble into a microphone and say no? No. Well, let's see. <laughs> I guess I'll just lean down here. What's his brother's name again? Steve? Steve. Okay. <laughs> anyway, keep talking while the phone's ringing. Hello. Oh, hi. Is uh, John Swartzwelder there? Who? John? Yes. Is this John? This is John. Who's this? John, it's Mike Scully from The Simpsons. Oh, hey, hi. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How's yourself? What's new? Well, uh, I'm actually sitting here doing uh, commentary on one of your great episodes, The Cartridge Family. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so we're giving you a call. You're, uh, you're on the air right now. Do you mind? Wow! Right, wow. John, we just wanted to verify your existence for the fans. Wonderful. <laughs> How much money do I get for that? <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to say about this show? Any special memories? Uh, it's a good episode, as I recall. It's very, very good. Yeah? Ask All right, then. Ask what were you doing when we interrupted you? What's that? What were, we doing? what were you doing when we interrupted you? I was cooking a steak. Ah. How's it, it coming? Be nice. It's not rare anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, I won't take up any more of your time, but uh, we just wanted the fans to know uh, what a great contribution you've made to the show over the years. Uh, oh, well, wow, wonderful. And, and what you have for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's 7 in the morning. He's cooking a steak. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, John, is, uh, anything else? No, that's all. It's too bad this really isn't John Schwartzwalder, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Bye. Bye, John. Oh, I know he's going to sue us. <laughs>